everybody welcome back to the hidden zoo where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist i'm don with me as always is blake hey don hi time is time is limited yeah we we have a video chat with some old friends around nine o'clock so we have a little bit cool we can we can put them off or maybe we can try to call them right at nine even if we're still recording they won't they won't like that well at least one of them won't like that you know what cryptid i've been searching for this week don uh, a level place in this house. Why? Because everything, like, if you notice, I'm in a different room than yes. normal. Yes. You can see this is a different space. I can't see the giant iguana. No, no there's just it's a different, smaller iguana <laughs> that was a surprise one day that this showed up. A smaller, angrier, messed up iguana. Cool. So he's in here. And, but we hung this desk in here. This is the office now. Mm-hmm. And it's a wall-hanging desk. And no, nothing I hang in this house looks looks like it's 100%. Like, I level it with the level. <laughs> and then you step back and look at it, and it still seems cockeyed and fucked up. But, I, like, I can't deviate too much from the actual level. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, like, my house my house is kind of the same way. I just think I'm oversensitive to it, though. But I know, like, if if you look here, look behind me. You see yeah. all you see all those pictures. Mm-hmm. Some of those just aren't fucking level. Like run, yeah. the two you bought me are level. I think the papyrus is not, but I can't. Whatever, I don't care. Whatever's whatever's to the left there to frame left of Ron Swanson yeah. is a little off. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the papyrus. Uh, I'm real sensitive to it because when I like if I'm doing set dressing, I have to go. I look at like it looks level when you look at it, mm-hmm. and you level it. It's a level, and it's fucking level. And you go look at it in the monitor, and it doesn't look level. Yep. <laughs> you kind of go like, shit. <laughs> so then you have to go try to, like, visually level it. There was this one awful, uh, for the Tom Skerritt movie, in this house from, like, 1912. <clears throat> so, like, nothing in it was... Like, you could measure one wall, and then go measure the other wall, and they would be different. <laughs> in the same, And so I'm trying to center... I have these two little painting things, so I'm trying to... To, I'm trying to put on the wall. It took me like an hour. It was so annoying because you'd step back and look at it. Like, what? And then our set director would come in. She's like, didn't you measure it? It's like, I guess. Look. <laughs> look at this. This one is 14 inches from this wall. This one's 14 inches from this wall and however far from the ceiling. And they don't look remotely close to being symmetrical. Like we're going for she, a forced perspective sort of thing. We want Tom Skerritt yeah. to look really big. I was like, well, maybe if we just do like an inception pass on this where, <laughs> and she's like, huh, yeah, I guess that is really weird. I guess just do your best. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucked up house built by some Amish people a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like this was just, they just did it by eye, <laughs> hold their thumb up. And like, ah, that's yeah. close. Uh, plum Bob, maybe. Plum Bob. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's plum. It's level. Sure. Whatever. Okay. So, uh, it's, it's actually funny that I mentioned the Irish because, or the Irish, the Amish. Because the cryptid I have to bring you this week is from Pennsylvania Dutch 
Is it Rumspringa? It's no, it's not Rumspringa. That's not a cryptid. That really exists. <laughs> I know, but that's we should just start calling it a cryptid. Like, yeah, that's what the Amish call Bigfoot. <laughs> Rumspringa, the they ancient Amish. You've heard them talk about it. The, the ancient Amish, uh, back <laughs> yeah. back before uh, Westerners came to the to the North American continent. Before the white man started making fine furniture in those weird fireplaces. <laughs> So, uh, this one's called the Alba, Alba Twitch. Alba Twitch, The huh? Alba Twitch. It's like a mini Bigfoot that lives around Columbia, Pennsylvania. Ooh, what do us English call it? Uh, the, we call it the Alba Twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Columbia is about 90 miles west of Philly, to kind of give you an idea of where this is, uh, and right. which places it almost exactly 25, 25 miles west of the town of Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Excellent. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So, yeah, that's Amish country or also Pennsylvania Dutch country. Because right when I started Hershey reading Highway. this. What? It's right on the Hershey Highway, right? Yes, it's actually pretty close to Hershey. Uh, Look like on the map, maybe 30, 40 miles from Hershey, like south oh, or something. I was just goofing, but that's yeah, cool that it's no, real. It actually is pretty close to Hershey. I've been to Hershey before. I used to live in Ohio. Anyway, um, so it's uh, it's hardcore pennsylvania dutch country which does include some amish and some mennonites uh have you ever heard of pennsylvania dutch before yeah okay see because when i was growing up my mom would always say that oh my ancestors are pennsylvania dutch and my dad would make fun of her and say it was stupid fake things she made up so until i was like in my mid-20s i thought it was a stupid fake thing that my mom made up but... and you saw witness no i haven't seen it i just googled it <laughs> Uh, it's yeah so yeah the pennsylvania dutch for anybody who didn't know it's a real ethnic group uh and apparently some of them still actually speak german like deep in pennsylvania dutch country uh-huh. yeah and they're not dutch they're german but german is deutsch and america is stupid so they're the pennsylvania dutch yeah makes sense to me i mean it's 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 close yeah language wise yeah and, and like in in my defense like making fun of my mom um not only did my dad do it but she was like obsessed with the amish and we go to western pennsylvania amish country all the time just so she could like oh look at the horse and buggies oh they make such good furniture like okay, she's turning the hell out of that butter she thought they were just like saints on earth just these magical wonderful people they live close to earth they raised the <laughs> barn in nine days or whatever so fuck the amish Nobody does anything awful if you don't if they don't have electricity. Yeah, and nobody has electricity if they don't have electricity. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, the Amish totally have electricity. They're full of shit. I assume they're why when you if you look at those language maps of what the like by state of the second most spoken language the german spikes way higher than you would think yeah yep i assume it's because of them it's kind of like how uh in spokane russian is way higher than you would think oh yeah there's lots of there's a ton of russians here i I like to tell people like okay so what's spokane like okay so it's mostly white there aren't a lot of hispanic people not a lot of black people when you want day laborers you get slobs yeah like if you need to fix something a russian comes yeah yeah, I and mean, we we did Whereas outreach in the rest of the country. If you need to fix something, a Mexican. Yes, yeah. we did outreach to the uh, Russian Orthodox school uh, up just outside of town on the north side when I worked at Mobius, and that their their principal is just like the nicest, most awesomest old Russian lady, and they had a chef who worked for them, a guy who barely spoke any English and made handmade food for them every day. Whenever we did Ooh. outreach there, we get to eat his like scratch school food. Ruled. So awesome. anyway, Alba witches. Uh, Alba witches tend to live in the woods by the Susquehanna River. 
And uh, and that means they were known by the Susquehannock Indians, of course, according to a bunch of white oh. people. <laughs> and according there's, always, to, there's always that connection. Yes. Uh, according to white person Neil Arnold in the book Monster, the A to <laughs> Z of... The, what? <laughs> So it's always according to like according to some white guy. Yeah, the, the natives knew about this. The, the, the name of the book is Monster with an exclamation point colon Ooh. the A to Z of zooform phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> so it's a little, a little pretentious for your monster Zooform, book. Zooform. Huh? Uh, he uh, he says that they that the uh, Susquehannock Indians carved the Alba Witch Alba Twitch onto their shields because it would scare their enemies in battle. And and I don't know where he got that information because I spent probably 20 minutes, so, you know, not a lot of time on the internet. But I, w- I just looked for Susquehannock battle tactics, and it did sound like they were fairly warlike, but after they bought guns from the Europeans. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if they used shields. Whatever. White guy says they did, so they must have. Um, and everything we know about ancient or indigenous or tribal people is they can't imagine things. No, 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 no. They can't Never. Have, they cannot yeah. possibly form, like, abstract concepts in no. their mind. They have Every, to see it. They saw it, and, and if they said that it existed, it must have existed. They also can't fuck with white people. Yeah. No. They can't lie, and, and they can't make stuff up. There is no fiction. No. Fiction well, was it was invented solely by the Western Europeans. Well, and Chinese. We understand that, the, 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 like, Asian, East Asian people invented fiction. But everybody else... <laughs> Especially the Native Americans, they didn't have fiction. That's right. If you didn't have a concept of property ownership, you didn't know about fiction. Yeah, I mean that explains Tolstoy. <laughs> Wait, he wasn't alive during. <laughs> he predated the communist revolution. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's every one of those stupid, you know, like expedition discovery time where they go and there's always some guy who makes that comment. Well, they must have seen this. No. It's like, no, you fucking idiot. Did, did anyone see Star Wars? Yes. And then had to, like, quickly, like, copy it down because he fucking saw it? No, you <laughs> idiot. It's the same people. We're not that, we're not mechanically different from people a million, like, 100,000 years ago who just invented right. shit. Right. Well, and the same thing goes for, like, that's one of my, it's, one of the things that annoys me about uh, the way we view religion and ancient culture is that mm. everybody, and this, this comes out of my anthropology background, Everybody back in the day was all, they were super serious and super devout because they totally 100% believed in their religions. Not like today where, you know, a lot of people are religious, but then you got your Eastern Christmas Catholics and people just kind of pay lip service. You got a lot of Jews who are very reformed to the point of not really being Jewish, but identify culturally. But back in the day, everybody was totally 100% serious. Yeah, there's no, there's no Joe Blue Collar Sumerian who's like, I'm really in the weeds at my pottery job. I get too damn many kids. The fucking adobe's leaking in my hut. No, he's very much like, oh, Lord Naram Sin, I care about you and think about you all day, every day. And he's day. like, yeah, yeah, sure. Gozer's great, sure. Yeah, uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then giant, there's like... Giant slower, love it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> there's like actual research that, that shows that as, as obsessed with we th- as we think the Egyptians were with death, which, you know, they were in a sense, uh, on paper... You know the the rich Egyptians it, down into like the the in the later dynasties when rich people could could get the you know giant tombs built and and have the book of the dead painted <laughs> yeah. on the wall have all the magic spells so that their rich uncle could go to the afterlife. 
when you can afford you know, to make a timeless edifice to right. put yourself in. And the, the idea is like that you have someone guard it and on a regular basis, you know, you go and you, you pay your homage, your, your, your respects to the dead relative. And, uh, it turns out that much like people do with cemeteries today, they just kind of stop going you know, once a week, you know, maybe every couple of weeks. And, oh, oh, it's hot today. I don't want to go see Uncle Joser. <laughs> uh, and then, and then they, they just, it, yeah, so. You get that industry going, though, that, that mummy industry. Mm-hmm. It's the mummy you have, industrial you have complex. mummies. To where, like, British people in the Victorian times can grind them up by the pound and sell them. <laughs> and turn them into ink, and we still have, like, Egypt, Egypt's still lousy with mummies it hasn't discovered? You know, they're just like, like, yeah, mummies, sure, take a wagon load or a ship full. <laughs> when, grind them up for snake oil. What, what, we don't care. When you mummify a significant amount of the population for, like, 4,000 years. That's what's insane, is that... Like, we're closer to Cleopatra than Cleopatra is to the pyramids. Yep. It's fucking yep. crazy. It's ridiculous. That's, uh, like, we, they didn't properly... Um, pre, uh, what's the word? I, I yeah. Like, we weren't appreciative yes. enough of that they when did I was not learning put about that... it. Because that's the only thing you learn about Africa in school, is, yeah. is ancient Egypt. They didn't put and that they, into perspective. They didn't impress. They didn't impress upon us. Right. The absurdity of the time scale of how long that was a thing. Well, and 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 you think of Cleopatra, and it's not only is it that she's further away from the pyramids than us. You almost think of her as being part of this whole milieu of what ancient Egypt. You know, yeah. it's like one thing, and not that she was a Greek descended from generation upon generations of Greeks who conquered Egypt hundreds of years before that. Not or if you talk to. Like I know some Roman, some Roman army nerds, like who have all the armor and shit, mm-hmm. and are way into Roman stuff. And it's like they focus on a like they pick a period, yeah, because like the stuff you think of when you picture Roman uh, Rogan, uh, Roman legion, you picture a century, you know, a, a legionnaire, yeah, of the Roman he's legion. You're picturing a very he's got, specific Lorica segmentata, and yeah, 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 you're picturing that, and that's only for like a couple. Like, few hundred years that, yeah. that was what which is still crazy to think that it was this almost the same as far as we know yeah but there was like 200 years of exactly that yeah um because uh cultures change and evolve over time yeah and some of them are around for a stupid long time yeah yeah okay so the alba twitch yeah what about it yeah <laughs> so it's said to be <laughs> about historic history uh contextually so much more interesting so uh it, it, <laughs> it's uh, real <laughs> The 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 Alba Twitch was said to be is said to be between four and five feet tall. Okay, so it's it's a little it's a little guy, and he has an inordinate fondness for apples. Apparently, he likes to steal apples from picnickers, and then he eats the apples, or he'll sometimes throw the apples at the people he stole them from. The jerk. Right. Excuse me. Um, oh my goodness. It raises the question then of why are there not more sightings? Because who are these picnickers that he's stealing the apples from and then eating the apples and then throwing them back at the picnickers? We're going to go up country and do some apple picking. Hopefully that Alba Twitch doesn't steal our apples. It's too bad he didn't show up when Mr. T and Conan went apple picking. For our giant soft and small <laughs> hard apples. <laughs> So, you know, honestly, the more I read about this, the more it's just sounded like Chris Kattan getting really method working on the Mr. Peepers character. <laughs> he loves apples. <laughs> it's like running around the woods in his, in his loincloth. Ah. 
is like half on. Was it a loincloth or like half overall? It was. It was. Yeah, it was like a, the one shoulder Fred Flintstone. Not Fred Flintstone. Was it? Barney. Was it like yeah. like half on overalls? Is that what I'm picturing? I, I remember it was on one shoulder and it was red, and he would get apple everywhere. And the episode where the Rock played his dad was brilliant. That's the best. The only one I can say I can yeah. I can picture is with the Rock busting yeah. through the wall dressed as. Mr. Peepers. So like the the idea of a five foot simian stealing your apples and getting shitty is kind of frightening, but the idea of Chris Catan busting out of the, the Amish woods and you're just like at your picnic basket and he screams at you in monkey and steals your apples. Ah, peepers, no. <laughs> and uh what's his name, the voice actor now? Dr. Spachemin. Uh yeah, uh, Chris Parnell. What's his Chris Parnell is yeah. there with like a science stick and just hitting him. <laughs> No, 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 peepers, no, bad peepers. So, okay, so Alba Twitch, this is this is where we get a little technical, um, and I'm going to read a long passage from a blog post because I think it's ridiculous from front to back. Uh, so, Alba Twitch is said to be the name is said to be some way related to its fondness for apples. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm going to illustrate this. It's apple squatch. I'm going to I'm going to read from a blog called. Sasquatch Chronicles, where the author got really into the weeds with a a very painful etymology. Here we go. You will also read that Albatwitch is some kind of Pennsylvania Dutchified English compound word for apple snitch or apple stealer. One must take. Yeah, it's not what snitch means. Anyway, one must. He tell that motherfucker tells on the apples. The apple got a. Hey, hey, yo, hey, officer. The apple got a worm in it. (laughs) <laughs> fucking narc uh, apple snitches get stitches <laughs> get apple stitches one one must make some tremendous verbal leaps to get from apple snitch all the way to alba twitch here here i agree with him that is if you are thinking of alba twitch as an english word oh remember blake what did the pennsylvania oh, dutch speak sure well sure. if it was a german word it'd be like nine syllables long and would describe it exactly wait for it the name Albatwitch is commonly reported to be a Pennsylvania Dutchified compound word derived ultimately from English apple snitch, i.e. apple stealer. However, alb is a German word for an elf or a spirit. Given the nature of the creatures, it seems at least as likely that Albatwitch might be a mixed compound word combining German alb plus English witch, elf witch, or spirit witch. But there's more. Another possibility is the word is derived from a combination of German alb and Pennsylvania Dutch snitz, being a Pennsylvania Dutch term for apples. This would give the word the sense of apple elf or apple spirit. Here, I'm going to make up my own German. Wait, we're not done yet. Okay, keep going. I'll I'll look this up. Yeah, work on it. There is an obscure German verb, witchgen. Which describes an agile, quick, gliding-type movement. Interesting to note how Bigfoot locomotion is often described as gliding. People describe them moving somewhat like cross-country skiers. Isn't that interesting, Blake? Totally. Yeah, totally. Probably related to Witschgen is the more common German verb entwischen, to escape. Albwitschgen, or albentwischen, would give us an agile, quick, or escaping elf-slash-spirit. Keeping the entire word German, Albvitschen or Albentvischen seems far more likely a root for Albatwitch than either Albsnitz or Albwitch, or the commonly reported Applesnitch you will find elsewhere. Neat. Here, I'm making up my own German word for it. What, what do you got? Opfel off a Stellen. Opfel off a Stellen? Apple monkey stealing. <laughs> That's much better. Yeah, because full is apple, 
Offa is ape or monkey. Mm-hmm. And Stellan is a cognate for you. Sometimes I think, like, there's no way English came from German. And sometimes, yeah, it yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. the awful, awful Offa Stellan. <laughs> so, like, so many of the small towns that we have talked about on this show, Columbia, Pennsylvania has an annual festival to surround their small town cryptid. It's called uh, it's called the Alba Twitch Day. This year, it's on Saturday, October seventeenth. So hopefully, Ooh. hopefully, we'll be out of lockdown. And, like maybe it won't be know, canceled. People can go to the Alba Twitch Day. They're going to have food. They're going to have trolley tours, music, and vendors. Neither of which have been announced yet, but I'm sure they're going to be great. Haunted trail tours, and of course, lectures from experts. Ooh, will there be apples? Yes, there are pictures of apples on some of the web pages. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the list of lecturers they currently have booked. Okay. Will Totenkopf Brett Michaels be there? No, Totenkopf Brett Michaels won't be there. I was ah. really excited too. I haven't heard of any of these guys, but one of them, one of them's pretty great. Okay. There's Brian Keene, who is a, a novelist, comic book writer, nothing special there. Eric Altman, cryptozoologist specializing in researching the Bigfoot slash Sasquatch with a combined 39 years of research of the phenomenon. He is a well-respected field researcher, director of the Pennsylvania Cryptozoological Society, and host and producer of the alternative talk show podcast, Beyond the Edge Radio. <laughs> alternative what is, what talk show. What a silly show. biography. Yeah. Lon Strickler. My research and reports have been featured on hundreds of online media sources, several of these published on various television segments, including the History Channel's Ancient Aliens. <gasps> Oh, yeah, that's legit. Quality. Sci-fi's Paranormal Witness, and this is the best part. He didn't notice this, and neither did they when they copy-pasted it to their website. Faked or faked Paranormal Files. Faked or faked? Those are your two options? <laughs> yeah, I like that title better. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> and Destination America's Monsters and Mysteries in America. Okay. Tim hey, Renner. Donna, what? How? How easy do you think it would be for you to fabricate a bigfoot research identity and then get yourself on one of these things i think it would be kind of difficult i feel like there's a lot of inside baseball that goes on in the bigfoot world <laughs> you can just pitch yourself as like he's this dark horse bigfoot enthusiast right i, I probably have <laughs> people probably like, i, I probably have up, people doxing me like immediately like doing who is what? on the website i set up and proving that it wasn't it doesn't date back more than two months they call up that brett you gotta get a better name for brett michaels <laughs> Totenkopf Brett Michaels? I like Totenkopf it. Totenkopf Brett Michaels. This they call him up. They're like, hey, man, you heard of this dude? We'll, we'll just call him Totes. Like, no, man. Totes. Totes. Yeah. <laughs> totes. Totes. Yeah, they call up Totes. You're like, no, I don't know who he is. Yeah, totes. He looks familiar, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Timothy Tim Tim Renner is the creator of Strange Familiars, a podcast concerning the paranormal, weird history, folklore, and the occult. He makes regular appearances on the paranormal radio show, Where Did the Road Go? And has <gasps> a... I know, I don't know where to go. It's like the end of Terminator 2. Yeah. <laughs> and has happened as a... Uh, appeared, excuse me, and has appeared as a guest on many other podcasts and radio programs, including Cream of the Crop, Creme de la Creme, Coast to Coast AM. Finally... 
this is the guy. This is the guy whose video I made you watch in preparation for this show. Oh, the guy with the the exquisite yeah. blueberry collection. Uh, Rick Fisher, editor and publisher of Paranormal Pennsylvania Magazine, author of Ghosts of the River Towns. Fisher claims claims to be the first ghost hunter to employ high tech equipment in his investigations. <laughs> And has demonstrated his groundbreaking techniques in lectures and workshops. So, yeah, he is the guy who runs the Museum of Mysteries. And as a museum scientist, is that what you'd say that? What's that field? Uh, Museum professional. As a museum professional, knowledgeable in museum design, Mm -hmm. presentation, and infographic technologies, Mm -hmm. how would you rate this museum? I would give it a zero museums out of ten museums. Would you say it looks more like a weird used bookstore? Yes, I would say it looks more like a weird room full of crap. <laughs> and and he's, it, a, he's a ghost enthusiast who had an entire display of booberry paraphernalia. Yep, and he has uh, he has six million dollar man action figures because of the time that Steve. Well, he he fought Bigfoot. Yeah. twice. Yeah, he met Bigfoot, so you gotta have the six million dollar man in there. He's got uh, like a bunch of other random ghost shit, and uh, so <laughs> thinking that I think in that episode, Bigfoot also razzled a bear. This is less a museum than Joe Exotic's collection of animals is a zoo. <laughs> right. right. Like that that's what it made me think of. And like it got me it kind of upset in the same way that I was I was bitching, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before when we talked about Tiger King, that like it was any, all the weeks. Like a, any old jerk off who has a bunch of animals and pays you to look at them says they have a zoo. Like no, you don't have a zoo. You have a yard full of fucking tigers in cages. There's a difference private zoo is like not a real thing and all these people who just buy <laughs> I like, do it though they, they lease a storefront and they put shit in it and call it a museum this isn't 1873 anymore yeah but that's where zoos came from <sighs> yeah and that's where museums came from but that's not it's what like they are can, anymore it's, what's funny it's it's uh zoos are, zoos are kind of like religion where like, you can just start a new zoo yeah are you out of your fucking mind you can't have a zoo but if you've had one, if one has just been there since, like, 1890, then, mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, that's legit. But, you know, the, they have grown and changed <laughs> with the times and become more about conservation <laughs> and less about profit. And, like, a big a big part of it for me is if you're for profit, you're not really doing it for the benefit of what you say you are. You know, like, the, the, a museum with a collection uh, is a not-for-profit institution to hold all of its objects in the public trust for posterity. Okay, like that's yeah. that's how and museums think of themselves. The zoos think a of huge, themselves. A huge part of that is preserving right. the objects, and you allow access to yes. qualified individuals to examine the objects. And just correct? taking shit you own and putting it in a strip mall storefront that you leased, like you can call it whatever you want. It's not really a museum. So that's that's my high horse. Um, I'm done with that. So I do want to be a zoo though. Well, just start a five hundred one c three and. Conserve yeah. your animals. I have to go to Idaho, though. Why? Washington has too many rules. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you can't have that. Okay, so like, uh, I bought this. I bought that rifle and like as fast as the guy could type. But you can't have no problem. And I was like, hurry up, bitch! What's this point and peck bullshit? Hands on ASDF. <laughs> Home row. Yeah, get my get my background check process faster. So, like, sometimes... But you can't have some kinds of snakes. Mirror. 
sometimes we try to figure out like what it might have been and i think the answer for what is the alba twitch is just some dumbass legend because i could only find record of a single contemporary like modern sighting and it came from rick fisher from the museum of mysteries oh good and like he it was it was referenced in another thing that said rick fisher said he saw it and like no details he was out looking for ghosts. Yeah, with his with high his, tech ghost. His display. Casper, his Casper toothbrush. <laughs> That's super high tech. It glows in the dark. Well, yeah, whenever it glows in the dark. Well, when do you see ghosts? Not in the daytime, stupid. Well, yeah, it can't glow in the daytime because the daytime isn't dark. It charges up daytime. its ghost power in the daytime. Daytime is like eighty percent less scary than nighttime. Yeah. Precisely I don't because like imagine stuff in the, the sun. Game. I'm dull. Okay, so my my real animal this week. I went a different direction. The Alba Twitch. I kept wanting to say albatross. <gasps> albatross. We're gonna go with albatrosses today. Um, I told you about my albatross experience. Yes. Uh, you, mm, you shot it from the deck of a sailing ship, and everyone died, and you had to wear it around your neck. No, I wrote this kick-ass metal song about it, and the band <laughs> stole it from me. <laughs> that sucks. It was awful, awful. Really Iron sucks. I don't even say their name. I yeah. was on the. Sh- we were in New Zealand, and we're on the shark boat. So I'm going to go look at great whites. Mm-hmm. And my sister is a huge bird nerd, and she's excited. She's like, "Have you guys seen an albatross?" And they say, "Yeah, like a, there's a royal." They Al- just called it a royal, Al- like Alba- royal albatross. Does it does it steal apples? Albatross. What does it do with apples? <laughs> Tross? Crew, the, what is the German tross? What does that mean? Does it throw? Is it toss apples? Is it an apple thrower? No, it's not from like Mario 2. It's not one of those things. <laughs> but what was I at? Oh, yeah. The yeah. crew's like, yeah, there's a royal albatross that hangs out. We see it like a couple times a week. It comes to our spot and like eats the chump. Mm-hmm. And we're there. We, we, you know, park. Not really park. We park the boat and start chumming. And the biggest fucking bird I've ever seen, like, shows up and lands, like, right next to the boat. Like, like Val, look, there it is. There's the albatross. Because it's huge. And the, the like, the chum lady who's working, the chum just goes, oh, that's not him. That's just a molly mock. <laughs> like, just a molly. That's, like, a dismissive towards this giant bird. Like, oh, no, albatrosses are way bigger than that. You'll know it when you see it. Because <laughs> the molly mock is just, a, it's a difference in the same family maybe i forget i forget the relation cladistically but close to an albatross it's just a smaller albatross and it was giant we didn't see one but we saw them later so the the family of of albatrosses is diamadeidae i think i'm saying that right and uh they are giant and very cool like yes so, i have more but please continue yeah well i'll just uh, my my list of factoids about albatrosses uh Great albatrosses uh, can have a wingspan of over 12 goddamn feet. They're so big. Just fucking... Do you, do you remember the scene from the Rescuers Down... I think it was Rescuers Down Under when the albatross yeah. was coming in for a landing and... Crikey, like, it's a jumbo! Yeah. <laughs> Looking at the bird chart. Yeah, and there's one like in the, the entire lower lower quarter of his bird chart is the albatross. Yeah. They're massive. It's like an yeah. airplane. Yeah. So um, they eat squid, fish, and krill. And males have to do silly dances to attract their mates, and then they pair bond for uh, seems like life. But they, they have they pair bond male and female. And sadly, all twenty-two officially recognized species of uh, albatrosses are threatened or endangered to some extent. Um, that's uh, let's see, overfishing is depleting their food source, 
And there are introduced species like rats or cats who will attack them or eat their eggs. And apparently certain ways of commercial fishing kills them too because they go for the bait on the hook and then they end up hooked yes. and die. So, Some of the um, long lines, like if the long line gets too close to the surface yeah, and they yeah. see it. Yep. They'll go for it. So that, that, that pretty much sucks. And also just make sure you never shoot one with your crossbow on the deck of a, an ill-fated sailing ship because everybody yeah. will die and then you'll have to wear the corpse around your neck and wander the world, uh, telling people your sad story for all eternity. I can, we did see one though. We saw lots. We went to New Zealand has, I think it's the o o Otago Peninsula, Peninsula, Otago. I'm trying to remember where it was. If you go, you'll, you'll figure it out. Okay. If you go, it's awesome. It's it's by uh, not Cargill, Dunedin. It's kind of by Dunedin, but they have a. It's the only mainland spot where albatross will nest because all the other ones are all on these little offshore islands that you can only go to, like science boats. <laughs> you know, which where normal people can't go. Yeah. And in the third, in the twenties or thirties, like a Russian ship came by and scared everybody, so they built this fort overlooking this harbor area and they so they took down like all the trees leveled out some of the spots and then albatross started showing up to nest there and they've been continuously studied since the late 30s mm -hmm. and there it's the longest continuous study of any animal population ever wow because they've been keeping track of these albatross since the 30s they're just like and, so cool yeah we were we we're on the fence about going like oh well, like, like what else are we can do let's go check it out mm-hmm and you have to, because the albatross, one parent will sit on the egg all day or with the chick, and the other parent will go fish, and they rotate. And so you either have to go in the morning or in the or at dusk hmm. for when they either leave or come back. And so we got there. We did, you know, like look through the visitor center. There weren't any birds yet. And that's when I, when I saw the visitor center, I realized, like, I've never seen an albatross in relation to a human. You just see them, and they're just with other birds. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first thing you see when you go to the visitor center is some, like, a scientist weighing an ostrich chick. And they're picking it up, like, <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're heimlicking another human, they're, like, heimlicking up this huge-ass bird to put in a basket to weigh with, like, a grocery store produce scale. Like, a really big... And it's just... Thing. And it's and a chick. Like, and that's when I realized, like, I've never seen one next to a person. They're fucking huge. <laughs> Like why it's not conveyed well. We're like, yeah, it's like a twelve foot expand. It's like, yeah, how tall is it though? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're enormous. And you go and you like look uh, look through the binoculars at where they nest. Have like this kick ass cool. It's like a German bunker overlooking Normandy. <laughs> like a little like a little slit uh -huh. that you look through to see them. And they're up on the the hillside nesting. You can kind of see them, but then they start coming in from the ocean. And there's just these hordes of seagulls. I forget what kind of seagull they are, but they're slightly smaller than what we're used to. They're like maybe, I don't know, like 10% smaller than our seagulls. Okay. And there's just clouds of them. And then you see just like a fucking dinosaur airplane thing comes like <laughs> through these clouds of gulls. And it's it's almost like frightening. Like, ah! <laughs> ah! There's probably some weird latent thing in your DNA that's like, ah, predator! Because <laughs> it's so big. And they don't, what's really weird is they don't flap. They just soar? They just soar. And because the wind, like the way the wind comes up off of this hill is part mm -hmm. of why they nest there. Like humans accidentally created a perfect spot for them. 
Because they just can't nest anywhere because they can't take off. Because <laughs> they're aerodynamically like giant gliders. They have no power. And this thing, they're like, mmm, just soaring through <laughs> all these smaller birds. And it's shocking how big they are. <laughs> so if you ever get a chance, and you're in, New Ze- in the South Island of New Zealand, go to their albatross spot. It's It's the coolest. Nice. Well, I think we better cut it. It's it's yeah. Nine. We got to talk to her after a little after nine. So, any any final thoughts? Nope. Okay. So, uh, ladies, witness and is not that great of a movie, by the way. Oh, I don't. Think. Okay. I think it's okay. Okay. Which which silly song should I? It's worth a it's worth a watch, okay. but you. Wait, what what if I okay okay I got to pick a silly silly public domain song. What about this? Aragorn's in it. Cool. He's like a background Amish. Yeah, we'll do this one. Why not? Nice. Yeah. Uh, everyone, thank you once again for listening to the show. And we hope you listen in future weeks again and tell all your friends about it and um, stuff. So, yeah. We appreciate every download we get. Bye. Bye.